Welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. Whether you are looking for help recovering from mold illness or just want to learn more about creating a safe environment for your family, this podcast is the place for you. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. Um, tuning in from Layton, Utah with Mike Adams, uh, co-host with me, Jeremy Evans. It's been a couple weeks. We're coming at you with a new podcast today. Just a reminder of what you can expect from this podcast. We try to touch on topics that we feel are pertinent as it relates to mold. And uh, a huge part of that relates to health and health symptoms. In fact, I would even say the only reason that mold is important in our lives is because it does affect our health. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't think we would be doing a podcast about it. No. Who would really care about it? No. We wouldn't care. We wouldn't care. The EPA wouldn't (coughs) care. No. Center for Disease Control wouldn't care. No. Sometimes they... Utah Jazz wouldn't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And no one would have athlete's foot. Is that a fungus? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's a common denominator for moldy homes is... They'll get... Well, we see it when we treat the homes. They've got... Athletes fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. Really common denominator. Yeah. Yeah. So so there you have it. So that's kind of what you expect from this podcast. We, we're, uh, we're traditional. Well, we're, we're remediators in the mold industry. We do a lot of non-traditional treatments as well as traditional at times. And uh, that's kind of our unique perspective, I would say, on the topic. Yeah. We're not. Uh, there, there are other <coughs> podcasts out there that address from different angles. They're all good. And so today we're actually going to do a little something different. Uh, we actually are part of many different Facebook pages. Some of them have thousands of you know, people who are subscribed to those pages, and they ask lots of different questions about mold, mold illness. And I scroll through them, and I'll, I'll answer them when I have some downtime just, just for fun, you know, share my opinion. And uh, I think it's kind of fun. And, and, and I was talking to Mike yesterday. I said, man, we should answer some of these on the podcast. Yeah. Not because we've run out of things to talk about, certainly. No way. No. No, because uh, we want to answer questions. Yeah. Well, and sometimes I don't know what to say, but these... these yeah. uh, This these will guide us. This will give us some yeah. good stuff to talk about. And sometimes, you know, maybe we don't know the answer, but these are... Uh, if you're interested, there are lots of Facebook groups where people talk about mold. That, there are thousands. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, um, and so if you're if you're one that's interested, you know, search those out and join them. There's there's some bad advice on them. Yeah, sometimes, there's some in really my bad opinion. advice. Yeah. There's some good advice on there as well. Yeah. Um, so here we go. This is a <coughs> this is a, from the Mold Sensitivity and Toxic Awareness Facebook group. Uh, a gal asked: Small amount of mold found in the furnace. Could that small amount really be? Uh, causing all the allergy issues I've been having. I'm also allergic to dust mites. I'm having difficulty nailing the true culprit. Every time I turn on my HVAC system, I feel sick. Yeah, my my first thought is, um, well, a couple of things. One is, what you can see may not even be one one hundredth of the problem because mm-hmm. you can't see inside your ductwork. Mm-hmm. So when you say I've got mold in my furnace, well. It's really hard to quantify even how much mold you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as whether I think that's her issue health-wise or not, I 
just about guarantee you that's the issue. Um, <clears throat> particularly in, in uh, HVAC systems where um, you've got differences in temperatures, high temperatures, low temperatures, you know, air conditioning runs, they get cold, um, then, you know, it's, if it's in the summer, then they start to condensate. You get mold throughout the HVAC system. Every time you turn it on, um, you're carrying mold throughout your home. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it absolutely it can give you all kinds of problems with your health. And so, uh, did she did she talk about cleaning the HVAC? She didn't, did she? No. Um, sometimes I've even talked to people who said I had my HVAC cleaned, and it actually made it worse. Mm. And that happens a lot because HVAC companies don't typically use a sterilant to to take care of the mold. They use um, you know something more like a, a um, disinfectant that may not may do not well against mold. Right. And sometimes you actually um, just make the mold really mad at you as yeah. opposed to killing it. Yeah. And when mold gets stressed, it spores out even more. Yeah. And you can you can create a real problem if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So, yeah, the answer is yes, absolutely. I think your HVAC is, is part of your problem. Yeah, and there are ways to treat those. It's pretty, it's, I, wouldn't, I don't know if common is the right word, but I, I regularly, you know, throughout, uh, throughout my work, people will complain of the HVAC yeah. when I turn it on. Yeah, when I turn it on. When I turn it on, I feel sick. When I turn it on, it smells yeah. musty. Yeah. When I turn it on, you know, my symptoms come <coughs> back. And yeah, in some cases it could be other stuff, but I feel like because of what you've described, how how HVAC systems work, and they have the water and it gets trapped in there, it gets mm -hmm. hot and cold, it's most likely going to be a mold thing. Yeah, so yeah, we see it a lot in high humidity areas, you know, down in the uh, south, mm -hmm. where they'll run their air conditioners hard, and then they just get so the coils get soaking wet. Yeah. And then they grow mold. Yeah. And then they turn on the fan and it sends the mold throughout the home. So it's really it's an issue. It really is. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give you another one, Mike. Okay. See <coughs> if you can handle this one. All right. Um Enviro well yeah. Enviro Air UVC light. Has anyone tried installing this Enviro Air UV UVC ultraviolet light on their furnace? Was it helpful in in eliminating mold spores? Thank you for your feedback. And and Enviro Air, you know, there's lots of brands that do the same thing. Right. Where you can install basically UV lights yeah. in the lining of your your HVAC system. Yeah. What are your thoughts on those, Mike? Well, I uh, <coughs> without being a UV light expert, yeah, um, I can only go by real life um, experience and the thousands of people I've talked to over the over the course of the years that I've worked in this industry. Um, I've, I've never run into anybody that said, wow, that turned my life around when I put that UV light on. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I've never seen it. And I think part of the problem, I did some research on it a couple of years ago, and I actually wrote a blog about this. But for a UV light, if I remember the, the details on this, for a UV light to actually kill a mold spore, that spore has to be within two or three inches of the light for 10 seconds. And so, um, in the blog, I kind of described how, okay, let's picture your average HVAC ductwork and the air and the mold spores screaming through that ductwork as it's running. And we're assuming that that UV light is going to somehow talk the mold spores into, hang on, 
hang tight, guys, just for a couple of you know, a couple of seconds. Stay Come join here. around me, so I can kill you. It's just, it's not going to work. If they had a mold magnet. You know, some kind of mold magnet, yeah. You know, that would be yeah. great, and it could just corral it to the UV because because yeah. UV light. I mean, it. So what you're saying is that UV light can kill a mold. Spore. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But it's, that's not the issue. Yeah, the issue is the mold's not going to hang around long enough for you, the UV light to do it. Yeah, airflow. Yeah, yeah. I guess if your whole venting system was lined with UV lights, you know, you yeah. could maybe get some. But yeah, it's just a, a small little section that has the UV light. There's just not nearly enough time for that. Yeah, to it's really it's particularly on a home that has. Uh, we talked about this on other podcasts, but has an elevated mold load. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you've got mold growing and sporing throughout the home. That problem is getting worse and worse. That, that elevated mold load home is going to be worse tomorrow than it is today. It's going to be mm -hmm. worse next week than it than it was last week, and. You think that that UV light could even make one one hundredth of a percent difference is just it's in my mind it's kind of a pipe dream. Yeah, I had a, a lady ask me a couple uh, before Christmas. She was going to buy. She'd actually already bought eight, um, ultraviolet uh, units to install on. She had three or four uh, HVAC units. She was asking my opinion, and I kind of described basically what you just described. And she ended up sending them back because those things are kind of expensive. They're really expensive. Um, and if we're wrong on this, if somebody has something that knows there's something you guys are missing about this, yeah, let us know. We'd love to know. Yeah, but I agree. Again, yeah. we can only go with our real life experience, and that is that I, like I say, I've yet to run into anybody that said, "Wow, I was sick from mold." Yeah, and I put a UV light on and the world got better quickly. In it fact, if anyone from EnviroAir wants yeah, to come please. on our podcast and yeah. talk about that'd it, that'd be, be awesome. great. Because, yeah. yeah, I'm the same with you. I, I'm not a huge yeah. expert, but logically it doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, so, yeah, that's a really good question. Let's go to yeah. our next one. Um, this is another guy from a different group. Just had a mold remediation company person come to our house. She downplayed a lot of concerns. Wait a minute, was that a mold guy or a fun guy? <laughs> okay, never mind. I think it's okay. Either way. All right. She downplayed a lot of concerns I had in a respectful and kind way. For example, she said it's probably not necessary to remove all the carpets and that our clothes could be washed in the in the appropriate mold detergents. Also, she said it's fairly straightforward job and that I should be fine once the job is done. <coughs> the ventilation system cleaning um, should help tremendously, she said. I know there are lots of sick people on this group, myself included, but could what she said be accurate? Um, I guess my answer to that is, of course, it could be accurate. It depends on the person. Um, I would guess that if you are sick from the mold um, and you're sick enough to be asking a question on, on a website like this or a Facebook page, then you have elevated mold in your home. Mm -hmm. And to downplay it, I think, is maybe a little bit of an injustice t to you in your situation. Um, I don't know of any mold detergent um, that would take care of your clothes. There are methods that can be used to completely sterilize the home, including <coughs> including anything that's porous, like your clothes and your furniture and whatever, and carpet. But to downplay and just say, just kind of clean things up, um, I, I think that's... That that's not a fair statement to somebody that's sick with mold. Yeah. Now, the, the lady also said it's probably not necessary to remove all carpets 
and that our clothes could be washed in appropriate mold detergents. I'm assuming instead of throwing them away, um, do, do you think that's accurate? As far as the clothes, no. I, I think once you get mold in your clothes, you've got to do something more aggressive than just wash them in the washing machine with... Uh, I mean, I, d I honestly don't know what mold detergent would be other than maybe borax. Yeah, because you talked but about that yeah. last episode. <coughs> yeah. a good, but that's maybe more preventative. Yes, not preventative. Not after it's extreme. Yeah, everybody mold. knows that when you have a, a batch of towels and you let them get moldy once, then they're kind of like they're going to have a tendency to be moldy if you leave them in the washer from then on yeah. for the rest of their life. Yeah, and, and that's simply because detergent doesn't kill the mold. Yeah. So, as far as replacing the carpet, there are ways that we have where you can save a lot of this stuff and it doesn't have to be torn out. But I can guarantee you just cleaning your carpet with, you know, calling a carpet cleaner and saying, come clean my carpet to get rid of the mold, yeah. will not, absolutely will not work. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. And that was a good point about the towels because, yeah, that stuff just never gets out. And it's the same with your clothes. It's the same with your carpets and furniture. Yeah. 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 And it's one of the reasons why people that are sick from mold and they think, well, I just need to get out of this environment. I need to leave this home and move somewhere else. Yeah. Um, sometimes they don't get better even after they do that. And the, the issue is they're taking all their stuff with them. Mm -hmm. And all their stuff has mold on it, just like their home had mold. Yeah. And so you're going to start that cycle all over again in that new home that you moved into because, like I say, all of your, your couch has mold, your clothes have mold. Yeah. Everything has mold on it. Yeah. You know, Speaking to this lady's concern of, you know, she's, she's a lot of people, a lot of people wonder, like, is it in my head? That's yeah. very common. Like, am I just, yeah. am I just making this up? Yeah. Because, you know, people doubt and question them and, and the yeah. doctors don't know. Yeah. And I always like sharing fresh examples. I actually did a mold, in, uh, well, I did a mold, part of a mold remediation treatment this morning. Mm -hmm. And their test, that we took some air tests in the area and they were so high. I mean, I can't remember the stacky botrys, but it was like, maybe I'll pull it up. It was like in the hundreds. Um, and they also had tons of eulocladium, which is kind of a rare mold yeah. that, that typically only appears in my experience when it's really bad. Yeah. Um, lots of ketomium. Ketomium, I was going to say ketomium. Yeah. Um, it was just, and so, and I actually don't feel like I have a sensitivity to mold like many do. But I walked in there, yeah. and here's what was interesting. I've had this only happen a few times. I didn't feel it in my throat. I didn't feel it in my, my sinuses. Mm -hmm. I just felt inside not good. Yeah. I just, I couldn't even describe it. I was just yeah. like, I just feel all of a sudden heavy. Yeah. And like a weight is on my inside, pulling yeah. me down type of a thing. So, you know, I say that because I, I don't really know, you know, I don't have, I don't relate to... I can't empathize with people who have the severe, severe stuff, mm -hmm. but when I go into a really moldy environment, yeah. man, it, yeah. it can knock me off my feet. And, you know, I, I've talked to, like I say, hundreds and hundreds of people over the years. It, it's actually really sad because the ones who get real sick and start having neurological issues, mm -hmm. they go into depression or anxiety or, you know, all kinds of neurological problems. And along with that, they start to have all kinds of self-doubt, like maybe I'm just nuts. You yeah. Know? No, you're sick. You're really sick, and you yeah. need to get this this mold taken care of. Yeah, I just pulled up the report. Check out those numbers for that. Yeah, that's crazy. It's uh, 
Well, there's a uh, 150 Stacky 720 Katomium. Both of those are what we call marker molds. 54,000 Penicillium slash Aspergillus. Yeah. Total count of 57,000. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that home is. Yeah. And and we've talked about this before on other podcasts, but I always think when you take a a uh, air quality test mm -hmm. and you're just trapping 75 liters of air mm -hmm. in that one snippet of five minute time period mm -hmm. on that one day you're not even getting a portion of what's really going on in that home yeah so that home could be way way worse than even that showing yeah you know yeah it's totally we have to do a podcast mike on how to interpret air tests that's a great idea because yeah. we've talked about air yeah. tests and there's there's huge variability in how to interpret yeah. them. Maybe we should we learn how to do that first. Yeah. And then we'll have a podcast <laughs> on it. Yeah. <laughs> I think bare minimum we could give some guidelines yes, for people. Yes, Okay, let's go to the next one, Mike. Um, I really want to hear people's thoughts about who have used pure encapsulation. We have some mold in a crawl space that needs remediation. When that's done, I'd like to use pure encapsulation, mainly for peace of mind. There is no way my husband will ever agree to just throw our stuff out. We've had several expensive rugs, plus he built all the art and crafts furniture in our home. I have tons of craft supplies that can be washed. I assume companies that run the ozone machines are dangerous or not effective, question mark. Please respond if you if you have used them. Um, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm familiar with encapsulation, the, the, uh, the process of encapsulation. I'm not familiar with pure encapsulation. Um, yeah. I'm just going to Google it real quick. And I don't see anything right offhand, but yeah, pure encapsulation. Uh, um, do you see anything? Oh, hydroallergenic anyway. nutritional supplements. Mm. I'm not sure if Maybe that's not. what she's yeah. referring to, but usually what people are you talking can talk about. You talk to the ozone. She did mention ozone. Yeah, I can talk to ozone. I can also talk about, for example, crawl spaces and yeah. encapsulation. Yeah. Um, with crawl spaces, obviously crawl spaces are problematic for mold. Um, almost everybody that has a crawl space is dealing with the issue. There are a number of people who say you need to just vent it well and that will solve your problem. Other people say, nope, you need to put a vapor barrier down that will solve your problem. Other people say, no, you need to condition the air of the crawl space just like you condition the air of the house. That will solve your problem. Other people say, no, you need a membrane that goes the entire footprint of the crawl space and up the wall and then it's sealed all the way around and that will solve your problem. Um, my experience tells me that there is not any silver bullet out there. Mm -hmm. There isn't one thing that is going to solve every problem and it's basically because everybody has different climates, everybody has different uh, moisture levels in their soil, everybody has different layouts in their house. Um, and so it's really, you've got to take it a case-by-case, case, um, take it on as a case-by-case case situation. You can't just say, no, this is what you need to do for crawl spaces. Yeah. Um, I do know this, trying to um, make the air in the crawl space condition just like the house is, that's a mistake. I've, I've never seen that work. Um, Using a unit, like an air conditioning unit? Yeah, they'll actually, they'll actually run vents and just almost like, we're going to heat this crawl space just like we heat the family room. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Um, I've seen vapor barriers that actually trap the moisture and grow mold. Mm -hmm. It would have been much better to not have a vapor barrier at all. 
I've seen homes that um, don't have vents. They needed vents mm -hmm. to, to keep air to movement. To the outside. Yep, to keep air movement. And so at least you can drop your dew point temperature inside the house or inside the crawl space. So there's, a, there's like I say, it's a case-by-case -case deal. Um, we have ways of treating it to get it back to, okay, that's as good as it was when the house was brand new, and we can keep it that way. But um, it entails a little bit simpler process than, you know, encapsulation. The other mm -hmm. idea with encapsulation is some guys just say, what we need to do is just paint over it with something like kills. Yeah. You've heard of kills. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about kills, if you read the label really close, it says not to be used on mold. Really? Yeah. And uh, That's what everyone uses it for. Every, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's terrific marketing on their part. It's like, kills. This kills, honey. Let's paint this on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, You don't have to say it kills mold. You just name your product kills. Yeah. People assume. Assume. That's yeah. genius. It's genius. genius yeah. marketing. It's also <laughs> not very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, that's not going to kill your mold. It's not going to make your mold any less dangerous. Um, so, yeah, that's the answer to that. The other part was the ozone. Yeah, I'd like um, you to hear talk about ozone. Yeah, ozone, from my research, again, it's kind of like the UV light. I've yet to run into somebody that says, wow, I was sick, and then we installed some ozone uh -huh. machines in our home, and, and I feel better. In fact, I've seen the, ac the exact opposite. I've seen ozone machines make them even sicker than they were when they were just sick from the mold. Yeah. And they think they're just getting more and more sick from the mold, and it's actually, no, you're getting more and more sick because you've added ozone to your already toxic home. Yes. And so be really, really careful with ozone uh, machines. Even the uh, EPA has said that in order to run ozone machines at a high enough level to actually make a difference on mold, you're running them at a very, very unhealthy level. Mm -hmm. And so they, they can be really dangerous. So I don't, I don't think that's the way to go. Yeah, I don't think so either, and I've, I've never heard anyone either who who said, yeah, ozone solved my problems. Yeah, no, never. Um, I did have one, one uh, lady that I'm remembering just now, she, she actually had carpet in her bathroom. We talked about this last yeah. week. Yeah. And she said the only way to keep the mold smell at, at bay was run ozone basically 24-7 in her bathroom. Mm. And I thought, she's like, if I turn it off, it, you know, my symptoms come back within a couple of days. And I thought, yeah, you're just, you're just keeping it at bay. And also, uh, ozone can be corrosive to to different uh, parts yeah. and things, electronics. Yeah. And I, uh, we we had a booth at the American Indoor Hygienist Association in St. Paul a couple mm -hmm. years ago, and I had a guy come through and. He looked at what we did, and he misunderstood what we did. He thought we were ozone people. And yeah. he said, I've made a living on creating products that counteract the damage you guys do to homes. And I was said to him, well, I, I think you got us confused with somebody else because we, we don't have complaints like that ever. And he said, you're, you're the ozone guys, right? No, 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 we're not ozone. So, yeah, it is really hard on any kind of, like, rubber seals or gaskets or or uh, any, any kind of soft like material, mm -hmm. it's really, really hard on it. So Just eats it up, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I say we do, uh, we do one last question. Okay. Right? And then let me see if I can get back to the questions on my, oh, on my computer. Okay. If you need help with any IT-related things, I can help you. Then I know. Yeah. This is a good one, Mike. Okay. 
A question from a, someone here said, anyone have mold illness in their hair? Their hair. Anyways. I don't so that, that brings up some thoughts, doesn't it? <laughs> like, <laughs> is the mold actually in their hair, which is possible? Uh-huh. Um, and I would suggest a good tea tree oil shampoo would probably take care of that. Yeah. Or is it the mold is causing health problems and maybe their hair is starting to fall out, something like that. Their hair is starting to get it. It's not uncommon at all. Well, and that leads me to this. This will be our last question. Because okay. I actually, we talked about this one before. Yeah. Is dizziness or blurred vision related to mold? It helps a bit when I use allergy eye drops and moisturizing ones. It burns when first inserted. My eye doc says my eyes are very dry and show inflammation. He's tried steroids, or stasis, allergy drops, nothing helps much. Can dizziness, blurred vision be a mold-related thing? Yes, yes. And not obviously we're not doctors. Um, yeah. But in your um, experience. In my experience with talking to, like I say, thousands of people, it runs, it runs the gamut of what, can, what mold can do to you. Yeah. Um, any kind of inflammation problems can be related to mold. Um, it just, the way one doctor explained it to me, actually more than one doctor has explained it to me, but the one I first learned, when I was first learning about all this, it stuck with me, the, his explanation is he said, look, we all have the ability to handle toxins in our body. Yeah. Um, some of us are better at it than others, but everybody kind of has the ability to gather all the toxins in your body, put them, put them in a bucket, and dump them every once in a while. That's yeah. the analogy he used. Yeah. And he said, however, there are some people whose bucket gets full too fast and they can't dump it fast enough. Yeah. And those are the ones that end up with all kinds of inflammation problems, all kinds of neurological problems. All, you know, just it runs the gamut. And it, and it can even be like, um, you know, your body is trying to readjust to what's going on. And uh, like, for example, we talked about my mom's illness what they ended up they thought it was MS mm -hmm. and I look back now it was it was all mold mm -hmm. but she had constant inflammation she had she was constantly being put on uh, a steroid mm -hmm. and pain pills yep and uh, it was yeah it was it's a terrible way to live so yeah absolutely it's uh, not being a doctor but I've seen it yeah in fact because that's a pretty common question people want to say here's my symptoms is yeah. it mold yeah and not that that's a bad question but I think that maybe isn't the best question if you're really trying to figure out if you have mold illness because like you said it could really be anything i mean yeah it can be it can be blurred vision it could be all any kind of allergenic response and, and sometimes i think and i've had doctors confirm this sometimes i think it's a combination of stressors like yeah you know maybe maybe you've uh, you just have emotional stress in your life mm -hmm. and then now your home is full of mold those yeah. two together are enough you hit the tipping point and your yeah. health just goes awry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, it, you know, and we've talked about coming up with something like this, but it'd be good to have, and there are some out there, checklists, you know, basically something you can fill out that at the end of that would say, yeah, you very likely may have a mold concern. Like, yeah. have you had leak or water issues in the last so many years? You know, is your house older than 30 years old? Um, you know. Are your rain gutters properly Yeah, kind of a lot of that stuff we talked yeah. about last time yeah. even. Just, you know, uh, do you see buildup in your window sills? Yeah. You know, does there smell coming under your, you know. Yeah. You know, you, a lot of those types of questions, um, 
I think might be a little more helpful in determining if you have a if you're you know are you sick when you're in the house versus when you're out. Yeah. That doesn't always work, yeah. but often it often. is. More times than not. It yeah, works. like if I'm inside and then when I go out I, for a walk, I feel better. I think I've told you this, Jeremy, before, but but my wife thinks I'm nuts because <laughs> anybody who tells me you know they've got health problems, I'm automatic. No, that's mold. That, that's mold. <laughs> yeah, you've got mold. <laughs> and honestly, I, I'm starting to kind of kind of lean like mold is making a lot of people really sick I mean I've I've been leaning this way for 10 years now but I see it every day and I talk to people you know from all over the country and it's it's a huge issue and whether it's their their main problem with their health or just it's making their yeah contributor yeah it's a contributor whatever it is mold always seems to be a factor yeah it's it's crazy I I tell my wife I can I can walk down the the mall and just by looking at people's eyes I think I can tell tell you if you have mold in your home or not I know that sounds crazy <laughs> that does sound crazy yeah but yeah. seriously Maybe I see it and I can see it in their under their eyes kind of a, a peaked darkness under their eyes interesting it's really common yeah wow Mike you just took yourself to the <laughs> next level as a remedial I know yeah you can yeah. see it in people's eyes yeah do you kind of when you when you're doing a mold inspection? Do you look deep into people's eyes? Oh, I have one of those things that I look in their eyes. Oh no, yeah, no, I yeah. don't. No. It's part of the inspection. Yeah, got to inspect yeah. the person. Yeah, I have a little <laughs> tongue depressor. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. Some people inspect the home to see if you know the person's being affected. No, you, I you inspect the person to see if the home is a sick. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, again I, I I do air tests all the time. Yeah. And, and and talk to cut you know part of our mold inspections is just yeah you got it, we really do half of it is interviewing the customer yeah and half of it is yeah investigating the home and so I actually didn't know this customer had any symptoms but I got the air test back and yeah really high stachybotrys yeah. really high penicillin aspergillus which yeah. certain strains can be toxic right and so I sent her the, the results, and I'm like, this is bad. Yeah. This is bad in your house. Not to be an alarmist, but this is yeah. bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm careful. I mean, if yeah. it's just a little bit, then I, you know, yeah. I, I try to match my tone to the... Yeah. I mean, we're talking... I think one of the bathroom was over 100,000. Yeah. To me, that warrants a little bit of alarming. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's... Well, yeah. come to find out, it was, it was, one, of the, it was one of those things where... Uh, Anyways, basically found out that this person had been going to a doctor for some sinus concerns, yeah. Yeah. and the question arose like, well, would you know, would would sinus even be a thing that would you know could be? And in my mind, I'm like, that's what top three, yeah, right. at least yeah. sinusitis, right? I mean, yeah. that's a very common, yeah. Uh, even the Center for Disease Control has bought in on that one. Yeah, you know that I think they say 93 percent of all science infections can be related to indoor mold yeah yeah and it's interesting you know like to your point you know how many people are sick and they just haven't had no clue yeah that you know yeah they have no clue that it's related to mold at all so and this was an older house that's part of it too but anyways i think that was a good podcast mike it's a great podcast. I mean, I yeah. would listen to that. I, I would too. I, I will listen to it. I have to make sure to we it. <laughs> <laughs> make sure we didn't, you know, say anything too embarrassing. No. Yeah. Because we don't edit these. You know, these are raw. So, anyways, thank you guys for joining. Any final uh, thoughts, Mike? No. Okay. Thank you. We'll s- see you guys next time. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the Mold Matters Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more in-depth information on mold illness and recovery.